Praise the Lord. We are so glad to come your way once again this morning. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We thank God for the privilege of coming to you in your homes, joining you in spirit to the presence of Lord Jesus Christ to enjoy the Holy Communion with you. The communion we are going to take today is special. And I would like for every one of us to take note of it. In fact, I wish that you could be practicing the taking of communion with your families. Not only for um, communion Sundays. It's a good thing. So that you can keep remembering that the Lord Jesus Christ laid his life down and picked it up again. And, and he said, as often as we do this, we do it in remembrance of him. And so as we remember him, he will remember us. Hallelujah. Let's have a word of prayer so we can move into the word of God this Sunday morning. The Holy Communion morning. Father, we are so grateful to you this morning for your love and kindness. Your tender mercies. The grace of God that have been showered upon us in abundance. Thank you. Your keeping power and preservation from the pandemic of the world and the wicked movement of Satan. Oh, we give you glory. Oh, thank you for the assurance of the truth. The word of God. This morning we ask that your word will be so alive unto us as we gather in our various homes to enjoy the remembrance of you by the eating and drinking of your body and blood. This we ask in Jesus' name that you will bless us and let your presence be great upon us. Amen. And so, dear ones, we are very happy this morning to come your way. You remember in our waiting on the Lord and preparing ourselves on Wednesday and Thursday as we fasted and prayed, we were much concerned about the words we speak. And I believe that you, were, you may have accepted the truth established in your heart want to remind you that please don't let this slip as one of those sermons you heard. But be very conscious and allow the Spirit of God to guide you. So you will speak the right things. You will bless people and not curse. Do not move into that antagonistic type of prayer of cursing people. Not, don't do it at all, but just allow your mouth to flow the fountain of the word by blessing people. In Jesus' name. This morning, the Lord is raising a very important matter with us that I would like for us to pay attention to what the Lord is saying. The Almighty God, the Father. And so we are going to be tackling the issue of developing a hearing and understanding ear. You know, when you become a Christian, what a lot of us don't know is that your development hangs on how 
you can hear the Lord Jesus clearly. You are a child of God, alright, but your development and your walk with God strictly depends on what you hear from the Lord. And that's the reason why the Lord wants us to come to the understanding of this. And I will read a scripture from Matthew chapter 17, verse 1 to 8. Very interesting um, subject in there. The Bible says, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and do not be afraid. Verse number 8 says, When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Amen. Now, one of the things that I would like for us to take note of this eventful time that the Lord graciously gave to uh, these three disciples. Very, very important. Now, one of the first things I would like for us to consider is Jesus taking them separately from amongst the twelve to the high mountain, trying to establish very important something for all of us. And when he took them, all of a sudden, they saw something unique. The atmosphere changed. Jesus was transfigured before their very eyes. His face was shining like the sun. That means they could not even behold him because nobody can look at the sun and, and have his eyes still on. His clothes have changed to become so white. And it's so interesting that as they beheld him, immediately there appeared Moses and Elijah to them, talking with him. So these brethren were observants. They were observing that, ha, Moses had come down. Elijah had come down. And then they quickly reacted to Jesus. Then Peter, as usual, thank God for brother Peter, said to Jesus, 
Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let's make here three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Now, one of the first things I want to you to pay attention to is this number, verse number four. You see, the assumption of the disciples were that these, this man Moses and Elijah stood at the same level with Jesus. Now, it was God Almighty who orchestrated this matter because he wanted the disciples to understand that the privilege of walking with Jesus requires that they give his full attention they give him his their full attention because nobody absolutely nobody stands at the same level with Jesus Christ praise the lord god himself wanted to establish this truth so that it will be much easier for this, the children of God to know that once you are in Christ Jesus, the only thing now you need is to be able to understand who He is and to be able to hear Him when He speaks. I must say that what we need now is that we may hear Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, He is still speaking. Jesus is so much speaking, but how many believers are hearing him? He is speaking every step of the way. He is speaking when you are sleeping. He is speaking when you are driving. Jesus is so much interested in our lives, and he wants to speak to us. Praise the Lord. And so, when the brothers discovered that, ah, all of a sudden we have had heaven on earth. And so, if these three men have gathered together, they were all great on the earth. In other words, the two of them were great in the earth. And then now we notice that they are rubbing shoulders with Jesus. Now, as soon as he had said that, let's make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and then one for Elijah, God now intervened. And the Bible says in the verse number 5, while he was still speaking, in other words, he wouldn't even land. Behold, a, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Take your proper seat. I want us to take note of this particular scripture because it is very important. God Almighty is telling us that if our Christian walk is going to become better, we have to come to that understanding that God Almighty is so pleased, not in buildings, is so pleased, not in properties, is so pleased not in blessings, is so pleased not in anything under the sun, but is pleased only in Jesus. Hallelujah. What am I saying this morning to you? I would like for you to understand 
clearly that if God is so pleased in Jesus, the best way to walk is how can you now walk in a manner that you will be found also pleasing Jesus. Anybody who walks to please Jesus finds favor with the Lord. When he has said, this is my beloved son. This is the only one. There is nothing else that I'm interested in. Let me quickly say, the experience that the world has gone through right now and is still going through, is enough indications to tell us that we should not put our trust in anything else except in Jesus, that we may know Him. We may develop our hearing aid in Him. That we may hear Him when He speaks. That we may be so familiar in the sense of understanding Him when He speaks. Praise the Lord. I believe that when we get to that level, it will move us from religious practices to the real action of walking with the Son of God. Hallelujah. That's why... When the Lord God Almighty, our Father, had established this by speaking from heaven, He quickly said that He is the man. He is the man. That if there is anything to look for in this life, it is Jesus. It is sad to note that many of us now are in Christ Jesus. But our focus is on how much we want God to bless us. Our focus is on how much we want to live so comfortably. Our focus is on how much we want to show off of our Christianity. Oh, brother, we are missing the point. This morning, the Lord is saying that there is only one person in life. Not even a thing. One person in life. Not what you do that would impress God. But how you would develop your strength and love in the Son of God to such an extent that if He whispers, even through the Holy Spirit, you will quickly hear. This is what is very important for us now. And so, I want you to note that in this communion service, I would like for you as you are paying attention, allow your spirit to perceive Jesus and to be filled with Him so that you will move into higher grounds when you will begin to hear the Lord Jesus. Now, this portion of Scripture, uh, it, it pleases me a lot and it gives me a lot of joy because God was so direct. He said, this is the man that you need even to hear Him. And you will notice that there were a number of occasions in the Bible that God pointed Jesus out even to the disciples and to as many as came around him. And that's why I noticed that except Jesus is revealed to you by the Father, you cannot come to God. It is scripture. Except Jesus also, after you have known Him, He reveals the Father to you. Else you will not know the Father and the ways of the Father. Now, the point that is so critical here is, when the Father said, hear Him. 
Praise the Lord. Hear him means that if there is anybody to hear, it is Jesus. If there is anybody to understand, it is Jesus. There are many things in life that we allow to occupy us. But this morning, as we celebrate Jesus, as we bring him into remembrance because of the Holy Communion that we are about to take, I like for you to note this. In your pursuit, let it all be that you want to just know Jesus and understand him. Hallelujah. Quickly in the next verse, the Bible says that when the disciples heard it, after the Father had said, Listen, this is the only Son in whom I'm well pleased. After they have heard it, they fell on their faces. And now they were greatly afraid. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I mean, they have been giving, I would say, they have been giving with the key to live a successful Christian life. Anybody who wants to live a successful Christian life, the good news I have for you this morning is that you may hear Jesus. You may know Jesus. You may understand who He is. I notice that in Christianity, many people come, And they get confused with many things. They tend to think that everything else is important. Oh, it is not so. You see, when Jesus invited the three brothers to the mountain, Jesus was going to establish that there is only one thing that a man must sought for. And that is to know me. As at yet, they have not known him very well. I mean... You, you remember occasions he will still say, what do men say I am? And then they will try to say, some say you are a prophet, some say you are this, some say you are that. And then Jesus will come down and say, what do you say? Do you remember the day that Peter stood up and Peter said, you are the Christ, hallelujah, the son of the living God. It was enough for Jesus to recommend, uh, uh, for Jesus to commend Peter. And let me tell you, this is what has brought us to where we are. Let me tell you one more time, dear brother. Oh, it is important that you don't allow anybody or anything else gain the place of Jesus in your life. I know that sometimes when a revelation comes, people without understanding begins to begin to take it so lightly. Uh, Oh, in Jesus, they mention the name Jesus, that we may know Him. They don't even know what they are talking about. Because it's not as cheap as they say it. Because when Jesus asked that question, and it was given, Jesus said that, My friend, what you have just said has not been given to you by your own ability or by any man. But it is the Father, the Spirit of God, is the one that gave you this revelation. And so I want you to know that we can only come to this understanding when we begin to seek and to develop how we may know Him. And God, who is so gracious, will do that for us. And so you see, as soon as the voice had spoken, they were now so afraid. Hitherto, when even the men came, when Jesus was shining, there was, they were not afraid. 
But as soon as the revelation came and said, Hey, this is the man. Immediately, the fear fell on them. Oh, I pray that fear will fall on us to develop to know him, the son of God. Let me tell you, Christianity is all about knowing Jesus. And I'm not saying that casually as the way other people have carried it around. To be honest with you, sometimes when I hear people talking about that, that we may know him, you sometimes in your heart, you, you, there's a check on you. Are they saying it for saying sake? Because that thing is not a small matter. It's a very valuable issue to know Jesus. That's why Paul said that, that I may know him. And whenever you read that scripture, you notice that it's carrying something that is very heavy. Not a casual statement at all. Praise the Lord. And so, fear fell on them. And immediately in the verse number 7, the Bible says that Jesus, but Jesus came and touched them. The same Jesus was the only one who could revive them. Came and touched them and said, arise and don't be afraid. Let me tell you, he was the solution to the flight that has fallen on them. He was the solution to the fear that came on them. Because he is the main man, he had to touch them to revive them. Let me say this morning, oh, that Jesus will visit us. Oh, Lord, we pray that in this communion, you will visit us so that we will have this wonderful experience. When Jesus touched them, he added, don't be afraid. When we have received a touch from Jesus, I want you to know we will not be afraid. Oh, how I prayed up this morning. As we have gathered together, even if you are alone and you are taking communion by yourself. My prayer to the Father, oh, is that the Lord will manifest himself to us. That we may be filled with Jesus. That is all that we need in life. Praise the Lord. So he touched them and he says, don't be afraid. And immediately, when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus. Here we are again, look at that. The Bible says that when they have lifted up their eyes, when they have come to the normality of their lives, who did they see? Only Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, if you notice that there was a conversation going on between Jesus, Elijah, and Moses. But you notice that they were not privy to. They never understood it because it had nothing to do with them. Those men were from heaven, but yet they were reporting issues to Jesus. And so the Bible says in the verse number 8, you see, as soon as they came to themselves, they saw no one. This is to tell you that all we need in life, we don't even need any angel. Sometimes I notice that churches spend so much time. Of course it's good to have the knowledge of angels, but they spend so much time and preach and magnify the issue as if that's what you need. Oh, that's not what you need. What you need is understanding Jesus and hearing Him when He begins to speak to you. Praise the Lord. And so, brethren, this morning, I'm just praying that Jesus will open the eyes of our understanding and that Jesus will give us this thing that we need so that our walk... In this life, as believers, 
will be so beautiful in our day. Anybody who had gotten to know Jesus very well, oh, he's a wonderful man. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. In the days of Jesus Christ, he spoke a parable in Matthew chapter chapter 13. And it's so interesting that when Jesus has spoken that parable to them, I'm very much interested in something that took place after. But the issue is that that same day Jesus, you know, he sat with them by the seaside. And then he told them this wonderful parable that when the great multitude had gathered to him and he got into the boat and sat down and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And then Jesus spoke many things to them in parables saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And then he showed them some of the seeds. He said some of the seeds fell by the wayside and bears came and devoured them. And he continued by saying, some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately, uh, when they sprang up, because they had no depth of the earth. But when the sun was up, it scorched them because they had no root, they withered away. And some among stones and the tongue sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good grounds and yielded a crop. Some hundredfold and sixtyfold and thirtyfold. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Let me pause here. When Jesus had gathered a multitude and had said such a thing in, in Matthew chapter 13, I love what he said at the end. He said, he who has an ear, let him hear. So, you know, let me tell you, there are many of us in Christianity, we have read so many things from the Bible. We have heard so many sermons. But the sermons that we have heard, sometimes they don't benefit us because they don't fall to the ground of our heart, which is already prepared to receive. And so you see that there are different ways that we hear, and at the end of the day, there is no benefit at all. But for me, what is very critical, that's why I brought this matter in briefly to show you something, is that you may understand, and I want you to add to your prayer topics, that from now on you are going to begin to pray, and not to seek for anything else, but to seek that God may enlighten and filled you with the spirit of understanding in your day. Because when you have understanding and your ear can hear, your spiritual ear can hear, what's going to happen to you is that you are going to begin to have a new way of living. And so I will now go to the main thing that I want to talk to you about. That's why we came to chapter 13. I will read from Matthew chapter 13 from 17. We will quickly do it um, right now. Verse number 10 to 17. Verse number 10 to 17. The Bible says, after he has spoken those things, and the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, 
Because it has been given to you to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. Take note of this uh, uh, verse number 11. You see, if you will be honest with yourself and the Lord tells you that for you and for me, it has been given that we may understand. But yet... We notice that we are not understanding means that we must put in more prayer and tell the Lord that this is the promise that you made to us and we want it fulfilled. Hallelujah. Because you notice that if we have understood the Lord, if we have under, if we can hear His voice, if we can have the understanding of the mystery, we will be better Christians. By the way, let me just continue to read to the 17 so that you will understand. For whoever has, to him more will be given. These are very deep things that the time would not allow me to talk much about it. But listen to what he says. He says that, for whoever has, to him more will be given. And he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables. Because seeing, they do not see. And hearing, they do not hear. Nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. Which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. And seeing you will see and shall not perceive or will not perceive. For the heart of these people have grown dull. I pray this morning that your heart will not grow dull in the name of Jesus. Their ears are hard to hearing and their eyes that they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear and they did not hear it. Now, this is what I want to bring to us this morning. You see, the scripture we read from verse number 10 carries so much power because the disciples themselves at the time, even though it was given to them to understand the things that the Lord was talking about when he spoke in parables, they themselves somehow did not understand it. And so, they said to the Lord, Why do you speak to people in parables? And I love the answers that Jesus began to give to them. He said to them, Because it has been given to you, to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. A child of God this morning. Please take note of this. I mean you must dare to fight and to wait and to develop yourself to the point that you may hear the voice of the Lord and to understand it. Because he's still speaking. There are many of us who are still seeing and yet don't see. There are many of us who are hearing sermons. Some of these sermons carry a lot of revelations that should bring you closer to the Lord. 
But somehow you hear and it's as if it's one of those. May it not happen to you this morning that you may hear and not understand. Therefore, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that as we come together to take your Holy Communion, oh, may our eyes pop open. May our ears pop open so we may hear and understand you. Father, open our hearts like the way you open the heart of Dorcas in the name of Jesus. You see, the kingdom of God is a mystery. And let me tell you something. The reason why Bible emphasizes it's a mystery is that do you know that even the devil could not understand Jesus in the days on, in his days on the earth? As much as so much was said about his death on the cross, Satan was still not touching it. And you know that Satan is not a small being. He is a very smart man. But he did not. And many believers have also come to the point where we have taken the understanding and the hearing of the word of God so lightly. And sometimes in our presentation you even see how light we are. I pray to God to help us in the name of Jesus. We need to understand our Lord. As we walk with him. That's why he said to them not. You see Satan. The Bible says that if he had known in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Somewhere along the line. If he had known that by crucifying Jesus Christ. Was going to finish him up. The Bible says he will not do it. And I can tell you that. He would have allowed the Lord to go about to heal everybody. In the verse number 8, the Bible is so clear. It's better to know it. The Bible says that, Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Listen to it carefully. Which none of the rulers, spiritual rulers who executed Jesus, they did it through men. They came upon men so strongly and filled their hearts with the spirit of anger. And say, kill him. We don't want to hear, kill him. They didn't know. They did not know that by killing Jesus Christ, the price was going to be paid full. That's why we rejoice this morning that we have a holy communion to receive and to enjoy and to have understanding as we do it in remembrance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am so happy the cross has paid for it. Once Satan didn't understand and Jesus died on the cross and rose again, there is nothing anybody can do. Hallelujah. He's been established because the Bible says that have they known it, they would not have done it. Because Satan never wanted us to be saved. Never wanted us to be justified. Never wanted us to have the righteousness of God. He has lost the game. Praise the Lord. That's why this morning, as we come together in this holy communion, oh, may the power of Jesus Christ uh, bring you understanding. May the power of Jesus Christ, uh, oh, shake you up uh, and break every chain uh, and set you loose uh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. They have, they didn't know. And so, brethren, 
We are so privileged. This communion that we are going to have right now, in a short moment of time, I want you to know that it's an answer to your need. I have read many a time how the administration of the communion brought healing, brought deliverance, brought joy, brought understanding unto many people. Let's go back quickly to Matthew thirteen eleven. You see the Bible says that this mystery has been given to us to understand. This morning I pray that your ears will hear the voice of the Lord. You remember in somewhere in John the Bible says that those who will hear shall leave. Those who will hear the Son of God shall leave. Let me tell you something. As long as you, God brings you to the point when you can hear Jesus and understand Him, it shall be well with you. And so Jesus said to them, and even at the time that he was saying that the mystery had been given to you, they were still struggling. But let me continue with the verse number 12. There the Bible says that, For whosoever has to him more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Let me tell you something. You are in a better position right now. And I would like for you never to take it for granted. I want you to quickly note that once you are born again, you have been ushered into a level where you, will, you can know Jesus and understand Him when He speaks. But let me tell you something. In all honesty, these sort of things, they don't come cheap. You need to develop it. That's why our topic says so. Develop it. Develop the hearing. Develop the understanding. And that you can even put into prayer, Lord, I want to hear you. I want to understand you. I want to do it the way you want. Hallelujah. And so if you have, more shall be given to you. This is the way God does his things. God doesn't load things and just shower it upon his people. Most Christians have misunderstood it. Because also of the type of preaching we have been hearing of late. But may I say to you, God develops His people. God increases His people. He never right away just commits everything into your hands. But as you just receive and you take a step of faith and you develop what you have heard, immediately then more will be given unto you. Hallelujah. And so, uh, the scripture that I wanted to quote to you, please put it down and then when you have time, just meditate on it. Most assuredly, and King James will say something like this, truly, truly, I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will leave. Now I want to pick up only the word, those who hear. When you can hear the voice of the Son of God, it will make the difference in your life. This is a promise given to us by the Lord. That's why this morning, I want us to know, when the Father Himself spoke from the mountain top, and said to His disciples, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear Him. The hearing of the Son of God brings life. And I'm not talking about this ordinary life. 
I'm talking about the life of Christ that sees beyond the ordinary. That is able to usher you into situation you will never be afraid of. Hallelujah. And so, brother, may you develop the hearing of the voice of the Son of God. When the Father emphasized and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear Him. Hear it is being said, once you hear him, you will have life. And then you see, those who hear will live. It simply means, many may hear, but not everybody would understand. Ah, I pray that this morning, the understanding spirit of God, the hearing spirit of God shall come to you. Let's go back to Something that I wanted to point out to you. And this time, we will read. Because the more you hear, the more you have, the more you get. In fact, when you have, you get more. But verse number 13, the Bible says that, Therefore, I speak to them in parables. Because in seeing, they do not see. In hearing, they do not hear. Nor do they understand. A child of God. These three things that have been mentioned by the Lord Jesus in this chapter. Would you assess yourself with it? Do you really hear the Lord? Do you really see the things that He wants you to see? And in seeing it, let me say this. Let me tell you. You can get to the point in your life when you will see things and you will see and understand what the scripture has said concerning it. Or if I may put it, put it this way. You would hear and understand what God is trying to say to you. And so, also, when you hear the sermons, sometimes you can even hear, or as you read, there is an entrance that is open to you to give you the revelation of it. And then I must also tell you, we must have the understanding of the Holy Scriptures by the Spirit. For the words that I speak to you, they are spirits. You know, you can give interpretation of the Scripture in the flesh. Nobody else can judge you because nobody else will be able to say, you spoke about it in the flesh or in the Spirit. But I can tell you, when the Lord gives you the understanding of the scriptures by the Spirit, I want you to know that it becomes power and revelation with your life. Hallelujah. This is the reason why I want you to begin to develop. Or even if you are, you are already in the process of developing, may you go deeper and begin to pray and say, Lord, I really, really, really want to hear you. Because when you hear him, you will leave. When you understand him, revelation will come. And you will walk over every darkness. And so, God wants us to have this thing. Verse number 14, the Bible says that, And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing, you will hear and will not understand. Seeing, you will see and will not perceive. For the heart of the, these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. 
their eyes they they sorry and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ear lest they should understand with their ear and turn so that I should heal them any time a person understands the Lord any time a person gets what the Lord is saying and his heart agrees with it that is what brings the miracle praise the Lord you know Sometimes we look for miracles from men. But I want to tell you, this morning, you can have your miracle when you have understood the scripture. And the scripture has been revealed to your heart. And you agree with it. Oh, you will see that miracles are not difficult to happen to your life. So what we need is the understanding. What we need is the hearing into understanding. That is what will help us very much in our walk with God. So desire that you may hear. Desire that you may understand. Because more will come to you when you have gotten yourself by the grace of God into that. Now God doesn't force, as I keep saying, He does not force anybody to bless Him. He does not force anybody to reveal to Him. And let me tell you something. It is not because of your title that God will reveal to you. No, it is your own desire and pursuance after Him. Therefore, it's very, very important that you do this. Verse number 16. I love this. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. This morning. May your eyes see. May your ears hear. As we come to the table of the Lord, may this revelation dawn on your heart. You see, he said, you are already blessed as long as your eyes can see. You are already blessed as long as your ear can hear. What a wonderful statement. In the verse number 17, He says, for assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see and to hear what you hear and did not hear. Let me tell you, it's it's telling us that even in their days how so great they were, they were still limited because they did not have what we have now. A child of God, now that we have the privilege of knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, also understanding Him, I want to say that we must stand on these premises and develop seriously. Develop with all of our hearts that we may hear Him, understand Him, and know Him, and walk with Him for Him to manifest Himself in our lives. This is what we need to be able to confront the system in which we live right now. Your hearing is important. Your understanding is paramount. Because that is what is very important. That's what led into what the Lord said when he was with with his disciples and he mentioned about they having to eat, which we are about to eat the bread right now. Having to drink. And some of them got so mad that they decided not to walk with him anymore. But those who, who understood it and stayed on, When Jesus said, except you eat and drink, those people 
they walked with Jesus and when Jesus had left, they did great things for his name. I want you to know this morning, have you come to eat him? Are you ready to eat him? Make sure that you are cleansed from every unrighteousness and sins. And then as you take the step to take the Holy Communion, that you may eat him and enjoy him. This is very important. Oh, I pray that God will visit us as we come together right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen.